0: Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzhak Shifman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now on to the episode. Today's daf Maseches Kiddushin is daf Tesvav 15. We're holding towards the top of Tesvav Mad Aleph, about uh, eight lines down the page. V. My um, time at the Tanakama. So let's just quickly recap where we're holding because we're holding in the middle of a sugya. So yesterday we explained that there's a debate in the Gemara as to where is the source (coughs) that an avidivri could be sold for money, with money as the means of transaction. (coughs) So (coughs) the Gemara found a pasuk (coughs) that shows us an avidivri sold by the courts could be sold with money. But it wasn't clear what's the source if an Eved every sells himself that he's able to be sold for money as well. So the first source yeah. the Gemara said was, we have the Gzereshava, sahir sahir. It says the word sahir by an Eved every is sold by the courts as well as sold by himself. Just as sold by the courts, he's sold with money, also sold by himself. Beautiful. However, the Gemara said, <coughs> according to the Tana, who doesn't hold of sahir sahir. so what will be the source? The Gemara brought a Hekish, Vichisasig, <coughs> which compared and have it every is to a Jew, and have it every soul to a Goy. Fine. Now what the Gemara was trying to figure out was, who is the Tana that doesn't hold the Sahir? Sachir. So we brought one attempt yesterday. We're going to bring two more attempts today, and then the final part of the Gemara today is going to be an explanation within that third attempt, after we refute it, of the, of the debate Rebbe, Rebbe and Rabbi Akiva about a Jew sold to a Goy and his forms of redemption. So now like this. Yesterday we brought the first attempt, which was there was a machlekes tanakama and Yezer. machlekes tanakama Yezer, as to if there's distinctions between the halachas of. And if it ever you sells himself or sold by the courts. So we brought four areas of halacha where there may be distinction. Tanakama drew a distinction. Initially, the Gemara said, well, it must be if there's a distinction. He doesn't hold of sachir, sachir, because if he did, they're comparable. However, the Gemara refutes it and says, no, really, he holds of sachir, sachir. There's psukim here that distinguish between them, and that's why... As we started yesterday, two of them are distinguished. We're going to move on today and show two more areas of halacha based on psukim, that there should be distinctions, even though the Tanakhama holds of sahir sahir. So let's get started towards the top of Tesvav and my My Taimah the Tanakhama. The last one in the line is My Taimah. first one in the line is Ho'eved. Tesvav and about uh, eight lines down. The last one in the line is My time. What's the reason that according to the Tanakama, if he sells himself as a slave, he does not receive Hanukkah? Hanukkah, we're going to learn later, is the gifts that an Evad Ivri is given at the end of his tenure. So if he sells himself, he doesn't get that. What's the reasoning? Even though he holds of sachir, sachirs, so the he answers me because the Torah specifically excludes by a court sold eved that there it says the pasuk taanik loy it says he receives gifts implying that if he sold by himself loy only if he sold by the courts but not if he sold by himself then he does not receive gifts. Veidachar response he says both of them receive gifts so he says what does that loy teach us? Yarshav. He says the word Lai teaches us that only he, the evidivri, would receive the gifts. But in if he's a moich ratzme, he would also receive the gifts. His inheritors wouldn't, which means if he'd pass away before those gifts are given out, the relatives would not get the gifts. The Gemara says, Yarsha v'am Right, right. So the governor says, Yarshav, am my lawyer. Why wouldn't the Yorshim get those gifts? Kari The Torah calls him a Sakhir. Sakhir means a hired worker. And the halacha is, ma Just as a hired worker, his workload, whatever is supposed to go to him, would go to his inheritors if he passes away before collection. Afhay Li So to this fellow, the money that he should be paid, the Hanukkah, it should go to his relatives. That doesn't make sense. Elah, so the Gemara says, what does Rebbe Lezer rather say? Loi Rather, when it says lo'y in the Pasuk, what is it excluding? Bal Very interesting halacha. Is that if this Evid Ivri owed somebody else money, the other fellow would not be able to collect the anaka as his form of collection mir'asfirilan ba'amkar and her blazer explains because in general we hold like the tanura like the tanura binasan the Tanya as the brice explains called shibuda der binasan amr binasan binasan says minaylanish be how do i how do we know that if i have a credit against you of a money? It means you owe me money dha khawar and you and you're owed money by the third party. How do we know that we'll extract from this and give to this? Meaning, we'll just skip the middleman. We'll cut out the middleman, and then the one who owes the middleman will actually pay the one who the middleman owes. How do we know that? Talmud Leimar. Therefore, the pasuk says, "It's given to the one that the debt that the indebtedness is to him, or the guilt is to him." So the way we explain the pasuk is, is that it's not that he'll pay the middleman, the middleman pays me, but rather, ultimately, who's owed money? The first person, so you'll cut out the middleman. So, Cesar Belazar, that's what we use loy in this context to teach us. Asa loy Fuke comes along the word loy to teach us that in this context, you cannot cut out the evid Ivri and pay the person who's owed money and just give the anaka to the third party, the evid Ivri owes money to. Rather, you need to give the anaka to that evid Ivri directly. Okay, so we've explained the third debate, now let's move on to the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> My time at the Tanakhama, what's the reasoning of the Tanakhama? Amar who says, that the Master has the ability to force him to be with a Shifcha Kenanis, which is a big Chiddush in by the way, to be with a goya, it's not a a thing. Why is he allowed? So that he bears children and then those are avodim for the master. So why does the Tanakhama say that's only true by a machru bezdin? Every, every soul by the courts, but not by one who sells himself, even though he holds of sachir. Sachir, Slimar explains, machru bezdin. Because the Torah excludes him when it comes to a machru bezden. What does it say there? Imadonov of yitain lo isha. If the master will give him a woman. Now what does it mean? Lo'y ve'lel There's only such a halacha that a uh, Shifra Kananis can be given over to the Eved Ivri if the Eved Ivri was sold by the courts. Not if he sells himself. You don't know what the sevara in that is? The Gemara is saying it's a Gezeros The Idah and Lazar says back, La what does the word lie teach us? Really, in chinami, they're the same. Both of them can receive a shiv So loy is balkar chai. is to imply that the evadivri doesn't have a choice in the matter. It's against his will. Ve'idach, and Tanakama says back, Miki mishnes char nafka. He derives balkar from the words mishnes char sochir. Mishnes char means he is double work. Nafka, the Tanya, as the Brysa explains, it says by Anaka that at the end of his tenure you should give him a good gift. Why? Because he served you in a double way, a double work. So the Gemara explains. <clears throat> Sochir, Bryce explains, a worker generally works during the day. Now, an Eved works both by day and night. But does it enter your mind that he works both by day and night? It already says in the Pasuk by an Eved interesting Allah, it has to be good for him by you. You have to give him the best food and drink. If you only have one pillow, give it to the Eved So how can you say he works by day and night? It teaches us that in Evid Ivri, Master has the ability to give him a Shifcha That's what it means at night. It doesn't mean he's actually doing work, but that he bears children with her who will be avadim for the Master. So Zaktat tanakama from that Pasuk of we know that it's also Balkarchai. Therefore, Loy is extra to teach us that only when he's sold by the courts, does he get a Shifcha not when he's sold by himself. The Eidach, responds to that, if we only had the Pasuk of Mishnes Charsachir, I would have said, So maybe Mishnes Charsachir teaches the Evid has the ability to agree or disagree, but it's willing. It's not against his will. But against his will, maybe you'd say it's not necessarily true. Kamash Milan Loi teaches us that actually, uh, excuse me, the Kamash Malan, yeah, Loi teaches us that actually he has the ability to, it's, it's not, he doesn't have a choice. It's against his will and therefore it's not extra for any other drusha. Okay. Bottom line, we've just finished the first point here, which is that the first attempt to show that the Tanakama of this brisa, the one who doesn't hold of Schar Sakhir, is refuted. So let's move on to another attempt. So rather, who is the Tana that doesn't hold of s'char s'char? So rather, the Xer Shava of Sakhir Sakhir? Look, the Gemara Haitanahu. It's the following brisa, De The brisa says like this: The Torah tells us in Parshish Bahar that an Evid Ivri goes free at Yovel. Now the Pasuk says, Vishav al mishbachto. At Yovel, the Evid Ivri returns to his family, he goes free. Vigoimer. So Amr B'Lezabin Yaakov. Yaakov explains the Pasuk. And we have three types of Evid Ivri we're going to discuss now someone who sells himself, someone who is sold by the courts, and someone that's a nirtza, which means he extended his sentence and he's chayef to be an Evid Ivri till Yovel. Right. So Amr B'Lezabin Yaakov, which of these three types is the Pasuk saying here goes free at Yovel? If it's talking about one who sells himself, harik faramor. So this is pasuk mem aleph. But in pasuk mem, right before the pasuk already says when he sells himself, he goes free at Yovel. Ibenirta. If it's talking about a nirta type of evedivri, harik faramor. That's actually earlier in pasuk yud. It must be talking about where the court sold him two or three years before Yovel. Yovel will remove him from the jurisdiction of that fellow. So it's talking about where the courts sold him. That's the point of Rabbi Elazar saying he goes free at Yovel. Says the Gemara, the Esau If it enters your mind, Nelef Sachir Sachir. That Rabbi Yaakov holds of the Gezer Shava Salamali. So why don't we need a pasuk, Sachir Sachir? What do you need an extra pusuk to tell me when he's sold by the courts he goes free at Yovel? If we know he goes free when he sells himself, he goes free at Yovel. So certainly when he's sold by the courts, because there's Gezer Shava connecting them, must be. does of the Xeresh Shava, and that's why we need a pasuk to say also Machru Bezdin goes free at Yovel. Rav Nachman Yitzchak he refutes. He says La'olam Yalif Sachir Sachir. Really, it could be. Says Rav Nachman Yitzchak that Rabbi Elazar Yaakov holds of the Xeresh Shava. And really, they would naturally be connected. The Yitzterich, however, we need an additional verse in Memalif to teach us that where the Beisden sells him, he also goes free at Yovel. Because Sal Kadayi it may have entered your mind to say, Maybe in this case, even though there is a gezera shava, maybe for going free at Yovel, you shouldn't make the gezera shava. Why? Because where he sells himself, he didn't do any isser. He sold himself. He didn't steal. So maybe there he goes free at Yovel. No, he just sold himself. No, he just, he just sold himself. It could be. He just wanted to sell himself. We don't know necessarily. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Not necessarily. Right? Not necessarily. They didn't do anything wrong necessarily bezdim, when he's sold by the courts, he did something wrong. When he's sold by the courts, by definition, that means he stole and he didn't have monies to pay back. So maybe you'd think there you don't apply the regular Gezer shava. So Emanich say perhaps we should give him a penalty and that's say, states, although he right? goes free at Yovel, Yoval, he should not go free at Yovel. Yeah. So we need an extra verse to tell us there also he goes free at Yovel. But that's why even though he holds of the Gezer Shava, you wouldn't necessarily apply it over here. Okay, now that we introduce this topic, you know, a little bit of a tangent now and just explain the ability to go free of yoyvel, at Yovel with all three of these peoples. Amar Mar. Earlier, we said in Rebbe Lezim and Yaakov, Ibn when it says, Vishav Mishpachto, Pasuk memalef, we said, if it's talking about a Nirtzah, Reh Kfar Amor. So we already mentioned a Nirtzah goes free at Yovel. So where, is where do we find the Pasuk that a nirtsa goes free at yovel? The Tani, because the B'raith explains. This is Pasuk Yud. Perch Hafei Pasuk Yud. Parshas Bahar. Veshav Achuzaso. It says, a man will return to his ancestral property. Mishpachto, and uh, man will return to his family, meaning, inevitably, goes free at Yovel. Yehovel. So the Gemara says, well, what is this Pasuk referring to? Again, if it's referring to one who sells himself a Reh that's mentioned in Pasuk Mem when he goes free at Yovel. And it's referring to when the court sold him he goes free at Yovel, that's mentioned in Pasuk Mem Aleph. This Pasuk Yud must be saying who goes free at Yovel? It's talking about where a Nirtza became a Nirtza. He had his ear bored two or three years before Yovel and he goes free at Yovel yovo motziyah. Yovel removes him from the master's jurisdiction. My mashma. So the Gemara says, what in this pasuk implies we're talking about a It Means in the verse itself. Amar Ish, because the pasuk says, Ish It says this is a type of nir- of evidivri that's particularly applicable to an Ish. What does that mean? What type of evidivri is only applicable to a man and not a woman? This refers to a nirtsa. The only ev- the only type of evidiv that's particularly applicable, it's referring to is a because a woman is not allowed to become a nirtsa. An Ama Evria cannot become a nirtza. Only a male could become a nirza. Zuck the Gemara, that's how we know Pasuk Yod is referring to a nirtza. Now says the Gemara. Actually it emerges that in, in addition to my one who sells himself as an Evadivri, there's also two other types that go free at Yovel, Machru Bezdin and the Nirza. Why do we need the Torah to tell us both go free at Yovel? the Gemara says it needs to mention both of them go free at Yovel. And if you only said the one was who, who sold by the courts, because his time has not yet arrived, means you'd say like this, where he's sold by the courts, he hasn't yet finished his tenure of six years. So it makes sense then, you'd say he doesn't go free at six until six years, or until Yovel. Logically, you should have to stay at least till Yovel. He can't go free before that. Avol. Nirza de money but maybe you'd say like this regarding a Nirza he already finished his 6 years he extended his 6 years beyond the 6 ama so maybe what we'd say is like this is that because he extended it that's something wrong why is that something wrong because we know that the Torah tells us we're servants to Hashem we're not servants to anybody else he decided he wants to extend it maybe he does not he's not allowed to go free at Yovel he should have to work forever actually therefore it has to say Nirza also goes free at Yovel the yashmina and Nirza and if it only says near, goes free at Yovel. So maybe you'll say like this: Maybe a near goes free at Yovel because Lemaise he served six years already. But Machru bez he's sold by the courts, he didn't serve six years yet. Maybe Yovel doesn't remove him until he serves six years. Therefore, we need to say also when he sold by the courts, he goes free at Yovel. And the Gemara takes this one step further. In near himself there's two verses talking about going free at Yovel. One verse says, he shall return, meaning he goes free at Yovel, and it also says, that he serves which doesn't mean uh, forever, but it means till Yovel. The ikas of Rachman alayim. only said laaylam hav, I mean, I would have said laaylam mamish that he actually serves the master forever and he doesn't go free at Yovel. So Rahman of vishavtem. Therefore, the pasuk says vishavtem. It's not forever; it means till Yovel. The ikas of Rachman only said vishavtem hav, I mean, I would have said hanimili heichadaliyavat sheish. So I'd say maybe when it says vishavtem, it teaches us that where he has he hasn't served six years yet after the ritzia. So in such a scenario. He uh, would go free at Yovel. He would have to wait till Yovel, excuse me, means where he hadn't yet served six years after the Ritzia, so there he has to wait till Yovel. But where he already served six years, meaning he served six years, he had the Nirtza process done, then he served another six years. So maybe you'd say, his end shouldn't be more strict than the beginning. Maybe the Nirtza should only extend him another six years. He shouldn't have to wait till Yovel. The olam teaches us, no, once he receives Nirtza, he has to stay till Yovel. So he refuted the second attempt to show who the Tana is. Reuven Yaakov, that he doesn't hold of Sachir Sachir. So the Gemara gives the last attempt here. Ella man Tana, the of Sachir Sachir. Who is the author who doesn't hold of the Gezer Shava, Rebihi. It is Rebi. The Tanya. As the Brysa teaches, turning to Tesvav Amud Beis. Now the Pesukim tell us when it comes to an Evid Ivri who sells himself to a Goy. Now you're not allowed to do this, but let's say you do. So the Psukim there says and i 'm going to learn the Pasup shot in the Pasuk the full pasuk reads if he's not redeemed with these, meaning where every sells himself to a guy, if his relatives don 't redeem him, beela is these his relatives who have the opportunity to they don 't then the pasuk says the Bishnas he goes free at yoivel means he 'll stay by the guy till Yovel, and then i 'll go free at Yovel. so says Rabbi, Rabbi Rebbi on that comments. He'll only go free with relatives. That's what the word Eila is, an exclusionary term. He only goes free with relatives. But he's not redeemed with six years. There's no concept of six years when it comes to an evit Ivri who's sold to a guy. Why would you think otherwise? Because you might make the following Kalvachimer. Is it not logical? Regarding an Eved Ivri who's sold to a Jew. By a Jew, there's no concept of Geulas Kroiven. When he's sold to a Jew, there's no concept of relatives redeeming him. There's no such concept. And yet, there is a concept of being redeemed after six years. We know that there is a redemption of six years. So ze, when he's sold to a Goy, he is redeemed through relatives that has that strength. Certainly then, there should be a capacity of redemption of six years. Talmud Loimer therefore, says Rabbi, I interpret the verse B'Ele as an exclusion. When he's sold to a Goy, he's redeemed through relatives but he's not redeemed after six years. That's the words of Rebbe. We'll, we'll get a little more into Rebbe later, but what the Gemara focuses on here is like this. What was your Kalvachaymer, Rebbe? You're saying, regarding an Eved Ivri who sold to a Jew, he's not redeemed with relatives, but he is redeemed after six years. So when Eved Ivri sold to a guy, he is if he is redeemed with relatives, certainly he should be redeemed after six years. Asks the Gemara, and I'm, there's a very, I have a strong difficulty with this. I don't have a shot but I'll I'll tell you what the Gemara says and I'll tell you my problem with it. And I don't have a hesper. The al Deitach says the Gemara, if it enters your mind, Yolif Sahir Sahir, that he holds of the Gezer shava of sachir sachir. Amaika omr. Why is Rebbe saying Uma nigal be'ela? Just as one who's not redeemed with relatives. Meaning, when an eved ivri is sold to a Jew, he's not redeemed with relatives. Nelef sachir sachir. We should make the Gezer shava sachir sachir. And Rashi explains that what that means is it says the word sachir by an eved ivri sold to a guy, and it says the word sachir by an eved ivri sold to a Jew. And if an eved ivri sold to a guy is redeemed with relatives, certainly when he's sold to a Jew, he should also be. The fact that he doesn't say that implies he doesn't hold of sacher sacher. The issue is we're not discussing that Gezer shava. That's a new Gezer shava. We were discussing a Gezer shava sacher sacher that connected one who sells himself with one who sells him, with one who is sold by the courts. That's a different Gezer shava. So the Gemara seems to be introducing a new Gezer shava and saying, well, if he doesn't hold of this, it must be he doesn't hold of that Gezer shava. I'm going to put this Kasha on the side. I don't have a hesper for this. If you see something good, please let me know, but the Gemara is saying nonetheless, the fact that he doesn't make a gizar linking and have it every soul to a guy and a Jew must imply he doesn't hold of it. The Gemara refutes and says that's not true. Really he holds of the Gezer Shava. But it's different over here that there's a Pasuk that specifically tells us that when he's sold to a Jew he's not going to be redeemed with Relatives, because the Amar the Pasuk says, it says the in the Pasuk, the context there, it says only when it comes to sold to a guy is he able to be redeemed with relatives, la but not when he's sold to a Jew. So, since there's a mefurisha a Pasuk that says it wouldn't be effective krovim, when it comes to being sold to a Jew, therefore, Rebbe says this Kalvachomer would stand. That's why we need the Pasuk of the to teach us that, nonetheless, he's not redeemed with six years when he is sold to a. Jew. Bottom line is, this third attempt is refuted. And now we're going to move on is to a discussion of ability, of ways of redeeming a fellow from a, a goy and the outcomes of it. Two other p- opinions who argue on Rebbe. So just to be clear, Rebbe's opinion is the Imla ye goy It says if he's not redeemed with these, these refers to krovim, relatives. So then he'll serve the goy till yovel. The Gemara is about to show us is that there are two other Tanoim, Rabbi Yosei and Rabbi Akiva, and they argue, they hold that the word Be'ela is used for a different drasha, and based on that actually, we're going to show the outcome is going to be very different. Uman Tana poligale de Rebi. So who are the Tanoim, Rabbi Yosei and Rabbi we'll see that argue on Rabbi and translate Be'ela differently, and they'll actually hold that it could be if you're Nimkar to a guy, you're sold to a guy, you sell yourself to a guy, you could be redeemed with six years. Who are they? So these two tanoim. The as the explains, when the Pasuk says they're not redeemed with these. Let me just explain this outside and then we'll see it inside. It's not clear in the Pasuk, at least it's not very clear. When the word eile is used in the Pasuk, again, the full Pasuk reads, if they're not redeemed with these, so then they'll serve the guy till yoifel. Well, who are we talking about when it says beela? So b'risa is going to say, what it means is, is that the capacity to redeem this fellow is only through the krovim, the relatives. If they're not redeemed with relatives, rather they're redeemed by somebody else. If to put in those parenthetically, meaning someone who's a non-relative, so then they'll actually work for the fellow who redeemed him. But implying that if they are redeemed with relatives, they're actually entirely free. But Kiva is going to say the exact opposite, Svara. He's going to say that where they're redeemed by relatives, they're in Shi'abud to the relatives. Where they're redeemed by other people, they're free. Now we're going to have to explain what this is based on. That's how they're going to interpret the verse. Let's see. It means that if these, meaning Krovim, redeem this fellow, he goes free entirely. But it's saying that if others, if he's not redeemed with these, but others rather, so then, means they'll work with, he'll work with them till Yeovah means they'll have to work for them till Yeovah that they're not going to be free. He says the opposite. Actually, if other non-relatives redeem him, he'll be in servitude to them. Uh, excuse me, me, Krovim, Sorry, L'shiabur. relatives redeem him. He'll be in servitude till to the relatives. As opposed to if other people redeem him, the fellow will actually be considered free. So, the verse is "My time is Rabbi Well, how do we understand this in the verse according to Rabbi because the pasuk reads nicely if the elvet ever is sold to a guy, he's not redeemed with these, with these relatives, rather somebody else, that's what you have to put in, someone else redeems him, then he'll serve that person till yoyvel, i.e. he's in servitude to that other fellow. Now, if Rabbi Akiva, how does Rabbi Akiva explain the Pasuk? He says like this, you got to insert a word, if he's not, only redeemed with these double-meaning units. if he's only redeemed with these, i.e. relatives, so then, he'll serve that person till yo'evel. So the Gemara says, He says back to Akiva, Does the Pasuk say, It doesn't say, It says, which implies the people in the verse are, and what we're talking about is, when they're redeemed by relatives, they go free, and when they're not redeemed by relatives, they don't go free. So how can you read that into the Pasuk? El says, What is this debate really based on? Bahai Krah It's based on a different uh, order of Psukim. Psuk says like this when it talks about the redemption from a guy, it says three types of redemption either his uncle or cousin redeem him. That's talking about relatives. That's talking about redemption of relatives. Or if his hand. Reaches, money, means he can redeem himself. <speaking in Hebrew> he can redeem himself. That's red- redemption of himself, by himself. And then the Pesach says, <speaking in Hebrew> a third Lashon, which is he'll be redeemed. <speaking in Hebrew> that refers to other non-relatives redeeming him. So in order we have <speaking in Hebrew> Beautiful. Rabbi Savar, Raby holds, mikra nidrash That the verse number two is expounded onto verse number one. It's expounded on what's prior to it. This is a machalikis in Shas. Mikra Nidrash or Lacharov. So Lili holds Mikra Nidrash Lefanov on what's prior to it. So we throw on number one and number two. And therefore, what does it tell you? Obviously, if he redeems himself, he's entirely free. So to when relatives redeem him, he's entirely free. That's how you know that the way we're going to understand the psukim is to show that when relatives redeem him, he's going to be free. Rabbi Akiva says no that you expound the middle verse on what's after it the third part of the verse and therefore will throw other people's redeeming him on his own redemption just as when he redeems himself he's freed so to when others non-relatives redeem him he's going to be free says the Gemara but if that's true what do you utilize anymore for it means we started off saying the machlokus was based Based on the verse of Be'ela. It which one does it exclude? Does it exclude relatives or does it exclude... Uh non-relatives, but then what do you need Be'ela for? If the debate is purely based on if Mikra, Nidrash, Lephanav, or in these order of the Psukim, so what does Be'ela then teach you? So the Gemara answers, If not Be'ela, I would have said, I might have thought that the Psukim are expounded both before and after, and actually whether it's relatives or non-relatives redeeming you, they're both like Yolah and you're going to be free entirely. So the Gemara says, okay, but wait, let's stop for a second. If that's true, that means without Be'ela, you would have understood, according to everybody, right. it's free, Free who, whoever redeems this fellow from the guy. So the Gemara says, but then you need Be'ela, let's say according to Rabbi Yosei to teach you, the Pasach is implying if you're redeemed with relatives, you go free, Be'ela you'll go free, and if it's not Be'ela, you don't go free. That fit nicely in the verse. But Rabbi Akiva's reading of the verse was problematic. So then the, the question comes back. If the only way you know to expound this second order of psukim, shari al-Acharav and not on lefanov, is based on Be'ela, but you have to stick in ella Be'ela, so you still can't read that in and it's still problematic. If so, the question comes back. You can't utilize the verse in that understanding. So rather what the Gemara says is like this. And this is the accepted answer. Really when it says Be'ela in the Pasuk, Be'ela is not necessarily referring to relatives itself. Be'ela could either refer to relatives or it could refer to Ge'ula Sacherim. And it's based on a Svara. That's what the debate is going to be based on. Based on understanding of Be'ela, we can understand the order of these psukim and say that the middle is compared to the first or the third. So the Gemara says, rather the Machlokas, Rabbi Yosei and Rabbi Akiva is based on a Svara. Rabbi Yosei Svar, Rabbi is of the opinion, it's more logical, Ge'ula Sacherim L'Shiabud, that when the other people redeem you, you should be in servitude to them. Because if you say that you should be free after others redeem you, so then others will just refrain from redeeming you. They won't want to redeem you. What benefit do they get from it? So therefore he understands when the Pasuk says, it's true. You'll be free, which is relatives, but if other people redeem you, which is the Pasuk, then you're going to be in servitude to them. Rabbi Akiva Sabri says the opposite the Ba'ilah actually refers the opposite. He says like this It's logical that when relatives redeem you, you should be in servitude to them. To because if you'd be free when relatives redeem you, redeem you, call So we'll take advantage of it. And he'll go sell himself every day, relying on the fact that his relatives will redeem him. So therefore says Rabbi Akiva, the way you have to read the verse is not Ella Be'ela is referring, as we're explaining, if he would be redeemed by these, if he wouldn't be redeemed by these, means if he would be redeemed by these, it means by non-relatives, he'll go free. But if he's not redeemed by non-relatives, rather he's redeemed by relatives, so then actually he's going to be in Sheba to them as he just explained, because otherwise he'll take advantage of them says the Gummar um, Biqi Bar Abba, let's finish up here, Rabi Bar Abba says M um, Rabychan, Zudiv Rabyasi Vragli Rabbi Akiva. This debate, Ba'ilah, as we just explained, is the the are the opinions of Rabysi Agli and Rabyakiva. So they explain Ba'lah as we explained and then there's a distinction according to each their own opinion whether you're redeemed by relatives or non relatives. But the Chachamim say, that regardless of who redeems you you're always going to be free who is the Chachamim? Rebbe, it's Rebbe because he uses Be'ela for a different drush, as we explained at the top of the Amud which is Be'ela teaches us that when you're sold to a Goy you're not redeemed with six years and therefore Be'ela is not there to exclude either relatives or non-relatives and therefore the Pasuk that we spoke about in the order of the three relatives yourself and others is expanded before and after, just as when you redeem yourself you're free entirely, also when you're redeemed by relatives or non-relatives you're entirely free. Asks the Gemara, the lei According to Rebbe, the verse at the end that says he goes free in the Yovel year. So, what does he use it for? It means, in the end of the day, the way we're understanding it is whether he's redeemed by relatives or he's not redeemed by by, by non-relatives. Regardless, he's going to, he's going to be freed. So, then how do we understand the emphasis of the pasuk at the end when it says he goes free at Yovel? So, the Gemara explains. Actually, it's kipshutai mi boy The drasha is utilized for the following brayso. Yatz bishnasa Yovel goes free at Yovel. Turning to Tazayinum and Alif, but what is it talking about? It's talking about where a Jew sold himself to a guy that's under Jewish jurisdiction. He's living in Eretz Yisrael. So he's under Jewish jurisdiction. In such a case, the halacha is we will not force the guy to free this Jew. We can redeem him through Gulas Krovim, Gulas Acherem, Gulas Atzmo, but we're not going to force him in an inappropriate way to free this Jew. Maybe you'll say, the only reason we don't force is because he's not under jurisdiction, but if he would be, you would force. says like, What could you do to him? If he's not under our jurisdiction, of course you can't force him. You don't have any power. Gemara like, says, must be we're talking about a guy that's under Jewish rule. Rulership, and nonetheless, what the pasuk is emphasizing is the He'll stay in servitude by the guy till yovel. Unless we redeem him properly, we're not going to just force the issue because he's sold to a guy. The or he'll go free at yovel unless we could pay his way up prior. We're going to stop here. Top of Tez Zion Aleph is tomorrow. Top Everybody have a wonderful day.